before we begin this podcast, I want to make sure you guys know a little bit more about our sponsor, Endeavor Communications. Endeavor Communications gives you the best phone and internet access, whether you're looking for residential or business services. If you would like to learn more, please go to weendeavor.com. That's weendeavor.com. Enjoy the episode. And you're listening to Small Town Sports Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Sports Talk brought to you by Endeavor Communications. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Andrew Willett, and we're back with AJ. He was on two, three weeks ago, just kind of breaking down uh, what the Colts might do at the quarterback position. And we found a deal. <laughs> I don't know if AJ is going to be too excited to talk about it, but that's why he's here. So we're going to get right into it. We'll start with Andrew first and we'll let AJ go. The deal for the Carson Wentz was we gave up a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick, and that can flip to a first with some conditions. So, Andrew, I'll let you start. What do you think? All right. I'm overly – or, like, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I'm not going to lie, Jonah. I I felt like uh, we were going to need a quarterback regardless this offseason. We probably weren't going in with Eason. So if you're you're losing a first round pick, like potentially, and if things go right, then you will lose a, a first round pick. I'm okay with that deal. I think the Colts uh, they got their man. I'm looking forward to see what Wright can do with him because we saw that back in 2017 that worked out pretty well. That was only one year, of course, and and he got hurt, which is another thing we can talk about later on. But. Uh, I, I like what the Colts got out of that. AJ, I I need to hear all this. Okay. So have you either of you had uh, – this is a perfect analogy. Have either of you ever had a really good friend who started seeing somebody and you know that they had a connection, but you just – you're not so sure about them. And you, you want to support them, but at the same time, you're just like, eh, I'm not sure that you two are going to quite work out. That's basically the way that I felt the minute that I heard that Carson Wentz was on trade block. I was like, okay, I know that he has a connection with Reich and I know that he had success, but given everything that's happened, I don't like the optics of everything that's breaking down with the deal or break, breaking down with how Carson Wentz uh, may or may not come to the Colts. Obviously the only other team that I ever heard about was the bears, uh, which just made zero sense. I think that was trade bait. Um, so the Colts basically kind of held all the leverage. I think it was a smart play by Ballard. He didn't give up anything crazy, but I'm still, I think I was the only person in Indianapolis who was not really excited about it. Um, which is perfectly okay because I was not excited for Trent Richardson. I was not excited for Frank Gore and I was not excited for Andre Johnson and I was not excited for Philip Dorsett. And I was not excited when they hired Josh McDaniels. So, okay. Like (laughs) you saw where all those went. Um, Okay. So AJ for next Colts GM, is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was actually very high. I was very happy when they hired Chris Ballard. Uh, I love that deal. And I also loved when they hired Frank Wright, Uh, Josh McDaniels, big no, but (sighs) look, I'm going to, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm not thrilled about it. 
And I really hope that the Indianapolis market and the fans are going to hold Carson accountable from day one. I am still waiting. And this is something that I may never hear. And I'm going to be a little bit salty if he doesn't come out and say it, but I'm still waiting for him to come out and say that part of Philadelphia was on him, that it's not just Howie Roseman, that it's not just Doug Peterson, that he deserves some of the blame that he's willing to move on and that he learned from that experience. And I have not heard him say it. I know that the deal is not official yet. And I hope that come March 17th or around that time, he's going to have a press conference and say those things just to kind of clear the air and start fresh. But if I don't hear that, then I'm going to be really salty and I'm, I'm going to be even more skeptical, skeptical coming into the season. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, I think my, my biggest fear with all this, I like, I like the deal. I like Wentz. I like the potential of Wentz and I like what we like, we're able like to give up for him. But as far as like the, the way the the pick is conditional, I think the thing that scares me a little bit is at times with Vinatieri when he struggled and I mean, Rivers ended up working out, but when Rivers had his struggles, it's like, it seemed like Reich and Ballard, whenever Vinatieri just kept missing and kept missing, it was like, Vinatieri's our guy. He's been here before. He's our guy. I just don't know if sometimes they're willing to just be like, okay, I don't know if he's, if he's, he, if he is the guy just because of the money and the, the long-term stability that they hope they have wrapped up in him. And I don't want to see us just hold on to wins just to hold on to him because we want him to be our guy when there's a guy like Easton sitting right there. So, I mean, I'm okay with the deal. I think it, there's a good chance it works out, but I, I hope we don't just hold on to it just to hold on to it. Like if, it, if he comes in and he doesn't play good, then I hope we try to find a way to move on from him. That makes sense. And I've, I've got a question for you guys, because I think we're all in agreement that we don't think the Colts gave up too much for him. But do you think this could be like, – like you said, Jonah, I don't know that Ballard would uh, like take a moment to move on from Wentz if it's not working out. But would it be Carson Wentz and Frank Reich? Is that a package deal now? Or how do you think the front office would look at that? I would hope not. I want to say no. I don't know. Well, it's tough – the toughest part that Frank Reich has had to deal with since he's walked in is that obviously Andrew Luck came back his first year, right? 2017, Brissett was the guy. Andrew Luck was out the entire season, a lot of uncertainty. Reich gets hired, Luck comes back, and it, it was it was rocky at the first, what, six weeks, and then they finally started to figure it out, and they had success, went on to win a playoff game, and we saw that Reich could quickly develop that. Obviously, Luck retires. Then you have you go back to Brissett, and he's obviously you know it was right at the beginning of the year, so the Colts were kind of stuck with Brissett. This year, they had Philip Rivers, who they brought in. He had another connection. So Reich has never. I mean, he, this is the first time that he's may or may not have a quarterback who's going to be here for the second year. Um, so. You know, if Wentz gets hurt again, it, I don't really know. And he, he struggles. I don't really know that you can blame it on Reich. That's going to be the part where Ballard's going to have to really look at and say, is it fair to evaluate Frank Reich based upon all the circumstances that have happened? Or do I, you know, are you going to evaluate him based on the results of how he's handled everything else? Um, that's that's going to be a big thing. I, right now, it's kind of hard to say because it's really when you look at it, I mean, he's gone to the playoffs twice. Like, and that's with three different or two different quarterbacks. Like 
you know, that's pretty impressive considering that a lot of other coaches have had quarterbacks. I mean, I look at the Raiders, like John Gruden, he's been there a couple of years and hasn't done anything with Derek Carr. So my, I think my question for you guys is where do you view the ceiling of this team with Wentz? And I know a lot of that kind of depends on what we get with free agency, but I think I've seen kind of a split narrative in the fact that there are people out there that are like, if Wentz pans out, the Colts are contenders. And then I've seen people like Dockich and other people that have just been like, Hey, the Colts have a lot of gaps. They have a lot of places they need to, they need to fill. And we need to pump the brakes on saying that. Where do you guys view that? Well, AJ, I'm going to start out here. Um, I, I really, I think with a QB that this raw, that's really what this roster needed the most. And I think they're, they're incredibly close to being the top of the top, like being where they want to be at the end of the day. And you keep seeing all of these national media. I know I did the NFL uh, app updates and notifications saying like this guy would be perfect for the Colts and like all the big time free agents. So yeah, there are some holes like guys like Dottich have, they're right. We need a left tackle now because of Costanzo's retirement. Um, but you have a first round draft pick and all, all these uh, different positions and free agents that the Colts are looking to get to. I, I think they're going to get what they need this off season. I think they're probably going to be one of the better teams in the AFC. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Like when I look at the Colts, I mean, they, I mean, look, I mean, they were a couple of mistakes away from beating Buffalo. Who knows what could have happened against Kansas City? Um, I don't know if they, I don't, I don't know um, if they would have beat um, Baltimore or um, I forget the other eight Buffalo. Buffalo. Well, I mean, well, they were close to beating Buffalo, but you know, Kansas City. I'm trying to think of who they would have played. Oh, you're right. Whoever they would have played Baltimore. the AFC, whoever they would have played in the AFC Championship game. Um, but I, you know they were like they they were really close to beating Buffalo, so it's not like this. Team, and that was with Philip Rivers, a guy who came in in a pandemic, didn't really have time to prepare his team. So they, I mean, they were that close. Um, but I, there are definitely things that I think they the Colts have to shore up. Obviously, left tackle is probably the most glaring need now. Um, I still have a lot of question marks about receiver. What do you do with T.Y.? Is Pittman going to be the guy going forward? Can Paris Campbell stay healthy? Is he going to be around? Um, and then obviously I, I think the Colts are probably going to move on from Lee Cooker. Uh, so you have to look, you have to look at safety, but every other spot, I mean, there's, there's just, it's mostly just about feeling more depth. Um, there's, they, they're as good as any other team offensive or offensively, you know, with the run game. And I think uh, Jonathan Taylor is only going to get better from here now that he has a year of kind of understanding how gaps and things work up front. Um, so they, they, they are close. It's just, can Wentz stay healthy? Can he be the guy to develop? And can the Colts develop a couple more pieces um, or, and fill that depth up, especially as injuries start to pile up? Well, I think, I, can, go ahead, I think you can trust in Ballard to try and fill that depth. But you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, like his last six games or whatever, he was a monster. And then I just want to point out some stats now because we are talking about Wentz. And like in his 13 games under Frank Wright, 
when he was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. I tweeted this out. 33 touchdowns, 7 picks, 3,296 pass yards, 50% completion percentage, completion percentage, and an 11-2 and two record. And so, I, like, honestly, he was like an MVP candidate at that point. But obviously, that brings us to the question, his health. Uh, what do you guys think? I think it's just so hard to tell. I mean, I, I don't even want to talk about him getting hurt just because it scares me. <laughs> but, I mean, I truly – if I don't know if we're going to get those numbers, but if we can get close to those numbers with the some of the assets we have and the money we have that we can still go out and get some of these – fill some of these holes, I mean – in my mind, this is this team is a. I don't know if I'm gonna say we're the Super Bowl favorite because I mean, their Chiefs are still there, the Buccaneers are gonna be ready, but I think we are definitely in contention if Wentz can come back and show that he still has it. They'll certainly be in the conversation. I don't think you can leave Indy out. The only thing that really scares me is the up and coming teams in the AFC. I think I said last time Cleveland is gonna be the one team I'm really keeping in mind eye on I, I like where they're going I think they're only going to keep getting they're, they're going to continue to build and get better um, Kevin Stefanski is only going to continue building that program and really Buffalo I mean really they're a team that I don't think we you can say anymore that they're not going to be there for a while their defense is so good Josh Allen's only going to continue to develop I mean I loved the defining game last year, I think, was really Pittsburgh on Sunday night. The throws and the decisions that he was making, I was like, man, like he has come so far. So it's, it's the AFC is really going to get stacked. And it's pretty, I mean, obviously you have the Chiefs up there. I think the Dolphins, if they can continue to build, like it's going to be really tough. But any could certainly be, I mean, it, looking at the AFC South, like, I, is Tennessee going to get any better this year? Is Derrick Henry, he's not getting any younger. Tan, is Tannehill going to continue to grow? Like, obviously we know where Jacksonville and Houston are. I think my biggest question mark for Tennessee is just like, I mean, you just mentioned it, not that he's getting old by any means, but like you are one Derrick Henry injury away from probably not being very good. I know Tannehill's kind of been good. Brown has been good, but, Derrick Henry is such a large part of that offense. If you take him out of the picture, I don't know how you just fix that. So, I mean, injury, I mean, we have our questions with wins. There's going to be questions elsewhere. But, I mean, I think overall I'm, I'm fairly excited about the possibilities that are ahead with Wentz if things go to plan. <laughs> sure, Jonah. But I, I also want to look at uh, – obviously we went with Wentz at the quarterback. But we, we needed a solution. We are hoping that he fills that. Did, did you guys have any other ideas? Uh, what did you guys think about other routes that the Colts could have gone to solve their QB conundrum? Well, I mean, there was the option of trading up. I know a lot of people didn't really like that idea. Um, I think my big thing with giving up our first round pick this year was the fact that we do have the left tackle hole. I honestly would, I would like to see us go use that first round pick to fill that. And so I, I hope we do that. Um, and I don't think we could have traded up without obviously swapping those picks. And if we then we use that first round pick on a quarterback, and I don't know if I really like many of the other options out there. I mean, if you wanted to trade for the, some of the other big names, say Prescott gets available, or I mean, we're not going to trade for Deshaun. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think this was, I mean, we talked about Darnold a little bit. I think in our last episode, he he's an option. I think overall for what we had to give up, I think I'm, perfectly fine with Wentz given the other options that were out there 
And AJ, I want to hear most from you on this one because I know you weren't you you had other ideas in mind instead of wins. So I did. Um, well, obviously, this I mean the whole trade happened right before Russell Wilson news hit on Dan Patrick's show. So I don't know. I mean, he never listed India as one of those four teams. I don't know if he would have even prior to Wentz, but that'd have been interesting to just consider. Um, I was really holding out for Matt Ryan. It looks like Atlanta is probably going to hold on to him uh, just given the cap situation. Atlanta is really messed up. Uh, I wish their front office the best of luck trying to figure that out. Um, but just looking at it, like, I don't know who else. I mean, okay. Wentz did make the most sense from just the connection that he had with Reich. The amount that they gave up was in my opinion, very one-sided. Um, so Ballard did a heck of a job pulling that off. Um, well, and you had the Philly fans expecting Darius Leonard or something out of that deal. So give, well, given what the Eagles were saying, you know, they wanted something along the lines of a Stafford deal. And I'm just like, first of all, the Stafford deal was a totally different animal. The Rams were trying to free up cap space. They wanted to move on from Stafford. Like there were too many, op- there were too many other things in that trade. This is just the Eagles saying, we want to offload his contract. We don't want to deal with him anymore. And we also have this guy, Jalen Hurts, behind him. Like two totally different situations. Um, and plus, Goff has played in the Super Bowl. I know Wentz probably would have, but he got hurt. So you can't really, it's hard to judge. Um, looking back, I mean, the Prescott thing probably wouldn't have worked out. Dallas has to make a decision there. Um, I have to tell you, the more I look at Zach Wilson, that's, it's, it's intriguing. Somebody's going to get a special prospect and if they could develop him, I think he might be something. Huh. I think that's, yeah, I just, my whole thing this year. And I, I even kind of talked to Andrew about it. I was kind of on that for a little bit. I was kind of excited about the idea of moving up, maybe going to get in the fields or a, a Wilson, someone that could run, but uh, I don't know. I think you mentioned it best. I think I think Wentz made the most sense with the connection and, and what we had to give up. So I yeah. Andrew, what do you think? I'm pretty I like I said, I'm optimistic about it. And we both see the the Colts as being one of the top tier teams. Jonas, you want to get into this QB carousel though? Yeah, I'll let you I'll let you take the reins on this one. I know you've got a list of teams and where you feel they are, and we can talk about all of them. So you can you can go ahead and start that if you want. <laughs> Yeah, because this NFL offseason has seen like the most QB rumors. Obviously, today you just kind of outbid Ben staying in Pittsburgh, but even even Pittsburgh wasn't totally sold there. And then the Russell Wilson news, and we're even forgetting before that there was the Aaron Rodgers uh, like question marks there, and somehow that's a thing. But uh, yeah, let's get right into this. I think I, I kind of separated these teams by their uh, QB situations. And I'm going to start out with the up and coming uh, quarterbacks. Like they have one uh, going forward. You're going to look, ironically, just talked about the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. You got the Jaguars, the Bengals, and the Chargers. Those are my four up and coming uh, QB situations. Seem pretty fair? I would totally agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I just feel bad for Joe Burrow, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully he can get back to full health and the Vandals can have some sort of help for him. That I say good I'm, luck. 
Yeah, I'm interested in this next tier of teams. I want I want to hear these next tier. This next tier. All right. So actually, it's we'll we'll mention a few others before my uh, upcoming tier, but it's the Patriots and the Washington Football Team. I think those are two teams that have no clue what they're doing at the QB position, and to be honest, I don't either. So. Do you think there's a chance we see Washington really buy into Heineke after what he did in that first round? I mean, seriously, after the, it seems like that that bridge with Alex Smith is totally gone now. He's not he's not coming back. Not that he was going to be your starter, but I mean, that's one of your options gone. He's also I mean, an option for other teams. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where they go. All right, and then. Uh, looking a little more forward, the, these teams have options at quarterback, but they still have a lot of question marks. Uh, in between these two tiers, though, it's the Texans. They are nowhere. They belong with no one else. Uh, they are all by themselves in their little QB situation. Moving on, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Giants, the Bears, the Panthers. I threw the 49ers in here, the Dolphins, and the Jets. I feel like the 49ers and the Dolphins uh, both have uh, probably better options than the rest of the group, but I think they all have a quarterback. They just don't know if they're going to want to stick with him. Which one of these teams to you guys makes sense for Deshaun Watson? Because I know I've heard a lot about maybe potentially Chicago, Denver, some of these teams in that tier that you just mentioned potentially going for what like do you guys see one of those teams kind of being above the others as far as like moving like will, the willingness to move him to for him well have you heard anything about the jets aj I mean, jet they are on an island with sam darnold i to be honest like they are such an in a, such a murky situation i don't think they really want him but they're at this point they're kind of stuck with him unless they can really find a, a suitable trade partner like eh, it's just not it's not a good situation for either side right now and i don't know if they could find a trade suitor i don't 49ers maybe but at that point just stick with garoppolo right yeah well and I, i've heard maybe the shonda the jets like he has some interest uh, there maybe you're buying into the rich eisen hype huh <laughs> <laughs> if that is true if Deshaun seriously is like considering playing in New York, I think that goes back to a great point that AJ made before we started recording. And that's the fact that Deshaun has to have some kind of dirt on Houston for him to want to leave the Texans to go play for an organization that has been as bad as the jets. I mean, seriously, <laughs> there's gotta be something else going on in Houston that other than just him being kind of, just kind of mad at the way they handled some of the, the off season moves. Well, and I know you wanted JJ Watt. Like he asked out of there too, and it, it, uh, obviously it, he's, it's obviously he's gone. <laughs> I well, um, first of all, I just had, I had on your third tier. I just had one problem with one team, the Giants. I don't know. I, I think one year from now, if if Daniel Jones doesn't continue progressing, I think you can put them on there. I don't know that necessarily right now because it's still. I mean, everything that's happened in New York, is just, it's not good. And I don't know if you can fairly evaluate him. Um, but with Watson, like, it's, there, there, has, there has to be something more there. Because remember, he signed his contract 
after they traded DeAndre. Like it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, he signed it before and then, you know, DeAndre Hopkins trade. No, he signed it after. So there had to have been just something between either him, Cal McNair, or Jack Easterbury, or maybe all three of them. Um, because it's just, I, I don't see it working out. I don't see him coming back to Houston, even if he sits out the entire year. Like there is something more there that he is not saying right now. Yeah. There has to, I, there has to be. I don't, I don't get it, honestly. All right. Well, my favorite out of that tier uh, was the Dolphins. <laughs> I think that I think they have the pieces, a young quarterback in Tua, who only one year under his belt, a lot of potential. I think that's probably the best uh, case scenario for Deshaun. And I also think they have what it takes to make a move. Yeah. Do you, where do you go? Go ahead, AJ. Plus to play with Brian Flores, just the culture that he's building. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. Although I will say I was very shocked when I woke up a couple days ago and found out that they released Kyle Van Noy because that felt very Patriots. And I was like, Oh no, like, are they really like you had something good going? Are you really going to do that right now? Especially after you signed him to a four year deal, like not, not the best look, but I'm still hopeful that they're building something. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense that he would go to Miami if they make it work. Yeah. So if, if Miami can make it work, I think it, it's hard telling us it's going to take a very large package, I would say, to get Deshaun Watson onto your team. Where do you see Miami in this playoff race if they can bring in Deshaun Watson at quarterback? Because they were close this year. They're there. <laughs> That's easy. They're there. Like, yeah. there's no, I, I mean, it's them in Buffalo. That's it. I, I 100% agree with you. I think I think that would immediately make Miami. I mean, they were already a pretty solid team. They I almost think had they, that spot. Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree with you. I think they're there. Andrew, what's the yeah. next tier? What do we got? That would be pretty solid. The next tier would be. Uh, this is where we we know these these teams know what they're doing at quarterback. They have good quarterbacks. Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about the Bills. The Ravens have a guy who won MVP just a season two seasons ago uh the browns aj's favorite although you heard some rumors about maybe deshaun going there for baker i think that's nothing though you got the titans in this group the chiefs so far a lot of afc and then you got the vikings i like i think they have a good quarterback i don't know if they have the team around him to go and make some noise like i thought they did um but the lions the Rams and the Cardinals. I don't know if I should have included the Lions in this list now. I think the Lions, well, for the list, the reasoning of the list, I think you're fine because I think they are content with Goff. But at the same time, I don't think, I don't think Goff is going to make enough of an impact that it really matters with the way they're their not, team is right now. They're not going anywhere short term, but I'm sure they're yeah. happy with the situation that they're in. As far as quarterback goes, I totally agree with that. So I think I think the Lions easily fit where you have them. If we're talking about quarterback standpoint, and then just that. barely outside of this list is the Colts and the Cowboys, <laughs> because the Dak Prescott situation is uh, it's interesting. And then the Colts, it's it's a it's a wait and see. Obviously, Jonah and I are pretty optimistic, but you gotta you gotta look at it. What do what do you guys think about uh, the Cowboys and the Colts? You know how you said earlier that you think that the Texans are their own category? 
I would put the Cowboys in their own category. I think the state of Texas deserves its own category for quarterbacks <laughs> because Dallas, I mean, they are, they, the, the problem with them is that they waited too long. And if they're going to sign Dak to yet another franchise tag, like yikes, you know, I, and here I, I get Jerry Jones's reasoning. It's, we like Dak, but we don't like him that much. So we're going to wait and see. We're, we'll give you the franchise tag this year. We'll, and we'll really see, like, are you the guy next year? Are you really going to help? Because, look, I mean, they haven't – he hasn't won a playoff game yet. The only playoff game that they've you – know, he, that he's played in was in 2017 when they got beat by Aaron Rodgers. And he looked great in that damn by the way. But since then, it's like eight – you know, what, eight and eight and seven and nine? Like, <laughs> it's nothing special. And, I mean, this year before the injury, they were not – on the necessarily a good path either yeah so uh, yeah man, he looked great though in those yeah. first few games oh, i just i don't know it's hard with all these rumors this offseason it's hard to tell like what's real what's fake but i do understand the cowboys maybe being hesitant if it is genuinely true that prescott wants mahomes like money i don't know if you give him that right now especially coming off the injury that we just watched him have like, should. Yeah, I don't. I, so I see where the Cowboys are coming from there. That the the problem is is that they waited to. If they really like, they should have signed Prescott two years ago and just said, "Look, because now, I mean, his stock has definitely risen. Um, is it worth? Is the stock necessarily worth it now? That's up in the air. But they waited too long to pay him, and it's either." You know, they give him the franchise tag one more year and they say, okay, we're done, or you sign him to the big deal next year. That's that's the position the Cowboys are in. Yeah. Well, did you see – like, what teams did you see them trading Dak Prescott to? None. <laughs> uh, like, honestly, like, what, what what are the Cowboys – what what short-term answer do they have? Okay, you're going to trade him for Sam Darnold? and. Eh. You're not gonna trade him for what Matt Ryan ain't like there's there's really no good trade partner because you're gonna ask way too high a price. You don't know if Dak's I don't know how other teams value Dak. Um I'm sure some value him, some don't, but you don't know like it's it's gonna be the wild literally the wild west out there with that. So it's just it's just not a good situation for any party really. Yeah. Well, what pitch do the Broncos have this year? Oh, uh, are they top five? They might be. I actually can't remember. <laughs> Denver's well, been the last team that I mean, they've been their big problem right now is ownership. Trying to figure out who I've been hearing more about who's in control of ownership than anything else there. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're at nine this year. Other oh, nine, okay. Yeah. Well, I think the the only logical step from Dak is just moving on entirely and trading up for a quarterback. And I think the Broncos to be a place where Dak could end up. I can't really think of a whole lot of other places. But what's Denver willing to give up for? I mean, are you are you willing to? I mean, what do they have? There's really nothing. I mean, there's not a whole lot there. There. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what cap. I mean, unless you're just willing to give up a lot of draft picks, like Von yeah. Miller's not worth it anymore. Uh huh. And I don't know if with the team they have. I mean, they definitely have some guys that are kind of they're going to be good in a little bit. But 
I don't know if the Broncos are necessarily in a position to get rid of a lot of their future picks just for Dak because I don't know if they have the team to win now with Dak right now. You know what I mean? No, sure. He has a so better. I don't, he has a better chance in Dallas than he does in Denver. Yeah, so I don't know if you give up your future knowing you don't know if you have a present with Dak as far as the team goes. And honestly, I I kind of I really like Drew Locke. I liked him out of the draft. I don't I don't know if that's going to end up panning out, but I think there's still potential there. So I think it'll be interesting to see how all that goes. All right, should I move on to my last couple of tiers here? Yes, sir. All right, so the Packers and the Buccaneers, they're they're in a happy place with their quarterback. That's where they sit. They're in a happy place, but they also don't have a whole lot after maybe the next one, two, three years. I was going to say, I think they're in a happy place now, but that has the potential to go spiraling down to those bottom tiers very, very quickly. And not so much the Packers because the Packers have Jordan Love sitting right there, but the Buccaneers especially. The, the Bucks are all in right now. That, yeah. That's all they care. Like, you know, once Brady retires, Gronk's going to retire. Bruce Arians is going to stay retired. Like, they're, they are in it to win it right now. That's it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I w- that would be kind of a scary position to be in as a fan base, to be honest with you. I mean, like, you have to be excited because <laughs> you just won a Super Bowl and you're going to have a good chance of doing it again next year. But I think it would be hard as a fan to kind of look forward and be like, man, I don't know where we're going to be in five years. You know, like, that would scare me as a fan of them. But it well, would be hard to kind of ignore right now with the way they're playing. Would you rather take, you know, two potential Super Bowl runs. One's already happened, uh, you know, for the five years of rebuilding or would yeah. you rather have 10 years of prolonged success and no, no bling to show off. I would definitely take the Super Bowls for sure. That's a fair, that's, that's a great point. That's where I was about to go with it, Jonah. Uh, that's being, what you play for. Yeah. Being a fan of the Celtics, like it, it's been a lot of years of we're going to try and win now. And so we can win in the future. And, we could have just gone all in and won a championship. That's kind of so. Like, I agree with you. It is scary for a fan base, and I'm I'm not upset with what the Celtics have been doing. That's a whole nother podcast. But don't talk too much about NBA, or AJ's gonna click the leave meeting button. <laughs> I'll be I'll be out of here. You start you know you start really getting in that. I'm just like I'm out. <laughs> no, but I I I like. I would like being a fan of the Buccaneers to go and win now, like entirely for these last couple of years. So, yeah, and the, the Colts had themselves an opportunity to potentially do that. And I'm not saying I'm mad that we didn't just because I, I really thought it would have been very weird to see Brady in a Colts uniform, but they had the opportunity to do it. They did. <laughs> I don't know if they would have offered the control that Tampa did, though. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would, I mean, would it, could you have seen Chris Ballard bring in LeGarrette Blunt or not LeGarrette? Uh, Leonard Fournette and Gronk and Antonio Brown. I don't think yeah. so. Nah. Right. I agree with 100% there. So is that all teams? Have you listed up every team? You got three left. What's here? You got the Steelers, the Saints, and the Falcons. Oh, the Saints. <laughs> and this I mean, is... genuinely, the Saints, we, we, we have no clue. <laughs> you have no clue what's <laughs> happening. Drew Brees like, might have an idea doing that sled. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, wasn't there footage of him training? He might be back. And they, so- there was that awkward, what was it, TikTok video of Drew Brees doing the sled and his strength coach going nuts. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, gosh. 
I, from Saints are an interesting position. Very interesting. Because I've heard a lot of people that, that they're, they kind of want Russell Wilson all of a sudden. Oh. Now that that's a, so I mean, <laughs> I just, it's so hard to, because literally it all, I don't think they're going to say, no, Drew Brees, you're not going to come back. You know what I mean? So like, we're, it's literally a waiting game to see what Brees wants to do. And we don't seem to know. <laughs> they're, they're in a different situation. I've heard a lot of people compared though to Pittsburgh. I think it, it's apples to oranges. Like, yes, they're both, quarterbacks that they want to go out gracefully and they wanted both organizations want to do it the right way. But with the Steelers, like you kind of had an out because you could just say we're rebuilding like Roethlisberger. If you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. Breeze, you know, I mean, he made new Orleans, he kept new Orleans. He kept the saints in new Orleans. Like he brought them a title. So it, them like the saints, it's a much harder proposition to say, Hey Drew, like we don't really want you anymore. Like you're really gonna do that? Like that's, it's a it's a really sticky situation, right? And I think if they were to tell Drew that hey we're not going to, I think that we would know that already. They would have done that already. Mm-hmm. Just I don't think they would be sitting here letting Drew really can to continue to contemplate what he wants to do if they know that as a franchise they want to move on. Mm-hmm. So then that and say he does leave, then it comes down to do they want to potentially make a big move and go for Wilson or do they want to stick with Jameis? I don't I don't I personally would not be even thinking about Taysom Hill as my quarterback. I just I would not. Don Payton loves him. He's said just, many times he loves him. I don't know. I just don't like that. I don't I don't. <laughs> I think I would rather have Jameis Winston than Taysom Hill for the sure. The thing is though you're not Sean Payton, so yeah, I mean very true. <laughs> And, well, we already talked about the Falcons, probably sticking with Matt Ryan, but I totally uh, missed out. Uh, I forgot the Seahawks. Well, that's a whole discussion of its own, and if we weren't close to an hour into this episode, I would say we could get into it. But <laughs> we kind of hit on it. I mean, who knows, man? It, it was just kind of a weird thing because it, it came out as like, hey, I don't want to leave, but if I did want to leave, here are my four teams that I would leave for. <laughs> so it was like, what do, you, do you want to leave or do you want to be there? Just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yes, I I have a quick thought. Um, I'll, I'll keep it brief. I don't think Wilson's leaving Seattle this year, but next year, watch out. I, I think yeah. that given one more year, he's just going to say, "Look, I'm done. I've had enough." Pete Carroll has really upset me. John Schneider's upset me. Like I'm done. I want out. And yeah, yeah. I don't even have anything else to say because I, I totally agree with that. I I don't know. I feel like this year. Considering where we are, I don't I don't see him being traded. I agree with you. I, I feel like he'll be a Seahawk this year. But I think it's one of those situations that could potentially get messy, not even just in the like offseason after next year. If they start poorly, that could be one of those things where you're seeing the team just kind of plummet just because of the chemistry, because they know what's going on. They know, you know, I just think that could get very, very messy, very, very fast. I would say it's already messy. Yeah. Just, just give it – I mean – his interview on Dan Patrick was pretty telling. We've never seen Russ do that before. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think? Uh, I'll agree with you there. It's pretty messy, but uh, you also saw Seattle not happy with how this whole uh, offseason has gone for them. And uh, I don't know. I don't know about Russ. That's that's a whole different topic. That's a whole different Kind of, kind of in a category of their own, but that is the QB carousel, Jonah. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, if, if Wentz doesn't work out this year and Russ is truly unhappy, then we might be back in that conversation again next offseason. AJ will be making a couple more appearances. Who knows? It's hard <laughs> telling. In NFL NBA basketball. I'm yeah. Cool. It's crazy right now. So, I, I mean, I think that's all I got for this episode. Andrew, AJ, you guys have anything else you want to throw in here? The floor is open. Andrew, you got, I'll, I'll let you go first. Let me go first. No, I'm I'm happy with with what the Colts did, and uh, I I don't think we're gonna see a whole lot more uh, fireworks in the NFL yeah. offseason. I the the one question, the one big question I have left is what's Deshaun gonna do with Houston? I I just I, like I said, I feel there's something more there, and it's either gonna be the greatest fireworks show we've ever seen, or it's gonna be, you know, the <laughs> Deshaun Watson fading quietly into the night and just keeping to himself. Do you see, is there any chance at all that you see Deshaun Watson plays a snap for the Texans this year if the Texans continue to hold out? No. I say no, yeah. I, nope. yeah. Which is why it's so weird to know that they are so, like, so attached to the idea of just not, not even thinking about it. I just I don't understand that. I know, and I know it's going to cost you that money. I just don't know if you can keep someone like that on your roster that is that good when you have so many options out there. Especially when you know that the window to get capital is shrinking by the day as teams start to figure out what their plans for quarterback are next year. Right. Yeah, so I think definitely we have – there are a lot of people out there. It's going to be interesting uh, – see how this offseason progresses and then we just talked about Russ who knows what'll how it'll be next offseason who knows how Wentz does with the Colts but AJ we definitely look forward to having you on again sometime soon we enjoy talking NFL with you so we appreciate you coming on Andrew I'll let you take the rest of the outro because you're pretty good at it that's your your go-to appreciate it yeah I don't I don't think we're gonna get a whole lot of more QB fireworks like I said but if we do and the rest of this free agency we will definitely go to this guy AJ so huge thanks to Adrian Jarding for joining us. For Andrew Willett, Jonah Freeman, make sure to go listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and more. Like I said, for Jonah Freeman, myself, Andrew Willett, that's ST Square.